On this episode of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Steve Schilling from the Small Business Development Center about how you can start a business that rocks. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today is a rock star in his own right. I'm gonna interview or I'm gonna introduce him in just one second, but first I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. We have a sponsor this week in Common Skew. Common Skew is an order management platform created by distributors in the promotional products industry for distributors in the pro promotional products industry. This is an easy sponsorship for me because it is a platform we use and it was a game changer for our business. I would encourage you to check it out. Just go to commonskew.com. You will not be sorry you did. So please do that. Now let me move on. We have Steve Schillig here today. Steve Schillig is um, with the Small Business Development Center in our area. And Steve is one of those guys who's an, one of those amazing resources. And I believe in it so much that he and I meet monthly to go over my numbers to make sure I'm on track. So Steve is amazing. And I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to jump right in because you know this about me. I'm sort of an entrepreneur by nature. And so, you know, I'm constantly trying to look for things I can do better, things I'm doing wrong. And I got to think with the SBDC, you work with small businesses every day. So what are some common mistakes you see businesses make that sort of hold them back from success? Hey, well, um, I guess my first thought is what's the most common reason for business failures or challenges is the lack of capital. Mm. And, um, you know, nationally, you know, 20% of, uh, of businesses fail in the first two years, not the kind of statistic you like to hear. 45% uh, of those uh, uh, businesses fail within the first five years. And it's attributed to capital. But I would like to suggest that um, there's something deeper in that, and that is um, the lack of initial and ongoing planning. And, um, you know, and the ongoing planning in my mind is just that annual check and recheck, maybe through a SWOT analysis where you're sitting down and you're determining your strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And that's what you're working on for your next 90 days, six months or a year. Um, that's, I think that's very important. And uh, it's certainly uh, a way to stay on top of the business. I think business owners, and believe me, uh, I want to put in a caveat that I have uh, no one has greater respect for the entrepreneur than I do. I spent 30 years in banking and now 12 years with the SBDC, and I'm on this side of the desk because of my lack of uh, courage when it comes to risk taking. <laughs> so I have even more respect than the normal person, I think, for the entrepreneur. But with that, I think the challenges that I typically see is that uh, possibly an inflexibility with the entrepreneur. They're not willing to change. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I point to Hassman Marketing uh, several times uh, today and, and uh, in all my uh, presentations because of, I think they have the model for uh, certainly some, some wonderful attributes. But, you know, if, if, in today's world, if you're dealing with the millennials and, and, and you don't have an opportunity for them to shop online or you're not mobile friendly, you're not, you're not hitting the market. And, uh, you know, that's where I talk about inflexibility. If you're a brick and mortar and you think you're going to survive that way, uh, then you better plan on not selling to a, a very large portion of the consumer market. So mm -hmm. I think entrepreneurs also are challenged because a lot of times they want to do it themselves. They started it by themselves and they want to continue doing it by themselves. Yeah. They're not always comfortable asking for help. 
And I think probably the last piece of it is that uh, they don't recognize the resources available. And I'll just put a real quick plug in for the Small Business Development Center, the organization that provides confidential, no charge assistance. But um, you know, we can provide and assist with market research, industry reports, financial tools. We can just be that piece, that, that set of ears that you mentioned earlier, that we can just sit down and let that entrepreneur kind of uh, uh, discuss his challenges or her challenges and, and kind of walk them through that or connect them to other resources. Yeah, and I tell you, it's so funny, literally as you were saying, not being willing to uh, ask for help, I was sitting here pointing at myself. That is one of the biggest things I've had to overcome. Uh, you know, all my life I've said, if it's to be, it's up to me. And, I, and th there's value in that, but there's that you can only go so far by yourself. And uh, probably over the last two years, and you, you started meeting with me, I started meeting with my bankers on a, a more regular basis. There are folks that just fill in the gaps that are just, you know, that's, that are not my strengths. Right. And for, for and one of the things that you do for me is like, sometimes you'll be like, uh, I'm asking, okay, is this a crazy idea? Just having somebody who is an impartial person to look at the numbers and say, no, this makes sense is super valuable. So the idea of entrepreneurs not wanting to always ask for help. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> totally get it. So what's one thing, because we talked about some of the ones that don't work, but what's one thing that you see that successful business owners do possess or, or just do? Well, I think it starts with passion and uh, you can't spend more than a couple minutes with Kirby Hossman and realize that there's not passion there in all honesty, <laughs> but it's, it's passion that, that gets that entrepreneur through those bumpy times, you know, the peaks and valleys, uh, you know, they have to make their, their next payroll. They have to make a, you know, a banking decision, whatever it is, that passion is what I think really gets them through that. But, uh, so that's, that's clearly the number one, yeah. uh, uh, um, objective or personality trait that I look for in, in a, an aspiring entrepreneur. Yeah. Cause that, it, it, it's totally true. I mean, the reality of it is doing what you love helps when, you know, cause not everything's going to go the way you think it's going to go. And uh, you're right. You gotta, you gotta have a purpose certainly to get up each day. So finally, I'm curious, this is one, and you and I've never talked about this. So I'm super curious to know what you think about it. Business plans. So, you know, a lot of people in your uh, sort of the SBDC, I'm sure, and bankers, you know, they say you have to have a business plan, but you're seeing more kind of new age thoughts that entrepreneurs are saying, look, they're a waste of time. So where do you land on it? I'm guessing you like business plans. So why do you think they're important? Uh, I was trained for 30 years in the uh, banking industry. So you're, I'm going to tell you that the business plan is a uh, very important piece. But I, I like to take a step back from that because it's a conversation I have with you know every client that walks through our door for the first time. But I like to distinguish between the noun and the verb. And what I mean is if you're going to create a business plan and wave it in the air and say, okay, my business plan is done, and that's the last we address the business plan, then don't waste your time. But I talk about the action part of it, that it's very, very critical that you have identified all the segments within the business and determined that where you're deficient, where your strengths lie, you know, are you going to hire around those deficiencies and, and uh, you know, to, to make sure that the business is successful. So... Uh, I'm a true believer in the business plan. Uh, I don't believe in planning uh, beyond uh, where uh, it's uh, analysis by uh, yeah. or paralysis by analysis, but I still think the business plan has some um, some some overall value to the process. You know, for a lender, 
it's required. You know, you're not going to walk into a lender today without, maybe if you're an existing business, they don't ask, they may ask for a recap or a history. But generally, if you're in there for the first time, they want to know the story, where you, where you were, where you're headed. Um, and an investor typically wants a business plan because that's their commitment. You know, you go to Kirby and, and you're like, Kirby, I want to, you know, I want you to invest $10,000 in my business. Fine. Give me a business plan. What that means to you is that this person's more serious than the person that just comes in and says, give me, give me, give me. So, um, so I think it, like I said before, I think it really forces you to look at all the uh, aspects of a business. The typical, you know, if you're going to go start a lawn mowing business, it's nothing to go buy a lawn mower and, and, and start mowing. But, you know, who's going to take care of the, the marketing and the promotion for the business? Yep. Who's going to invoice timely? Who's going to manage those employees when you start hiring employees? And we talked about the lack of capital being a challenge for any business. Well, guess what? If you're not planning on your funding needs, you know, between, you know, for seasonal reasons or even during the season, uh, you can certainly face some real challenges. So uh, I'm a proponent of business plans. I don't, I don't recommend 30-page documents, uh, yeah. typically not needed. But I think a one-page summary of, of, of nothing more than outlining your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, how I turn those threats into opportunities, and my weaknesses into strengths makes a lot of sense and uh, is what I consider the true business plan. Yeah, it's, uh, this might surprise you, Steve, but I agree with you. I, 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 of course, as the first time I did a business, I, like, I was like, gosh, it's right in this business plan's a pain in the ass. But what it did do is I was like, oh. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. And so really it's like, you know, and we talked about this on the last question is when you start a business, you're going to get kicked in the teeth. This is just a way for you to be proactive in that. Now I'm with you. Don't like spend the time, spend the mental energy, but you don't have to write 15 right. pages for each section right. Right. Um, because it is, they are all assumptions and yeah. they are going to change right. as you go. Um, so I think that goes back to your idea of flexibility too. So um, I, I agree with you. I think it's important to go through the mental exercise, but not get so hung up on it that you don't take action. Well, and your business plan going forward is what you've lived for all your different right. ventures and your Hossman market, no doubt about it. So, you know, when, when I talk about planning for your next venture, which I know there will be one, <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not what it's going to be, what it would have been for Hossman marketing. Right. marketing so. Yeah, no, totally. Cool. Well, well, you have done a great job. You've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me a question. Do you have one for me? I actually had two and okay. um, I really, I really tried to balance them out, but uh, I won't break the rules and I'll stick with one, <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, I think I've shared this with you before, but I've been very impressed with your dedication to your employees and to the community, your zeal for the next project. So I guess I, I would ask, I talked about passion earlier. So where does your passion come from? And, why are you such a good steward? Oh, wow, uh, super nice. Um, gosh, let's see. I would say, it, it, you know me a little bit. I'm a very goal-oriented person. So for me, it's uh, about creating what I want and then reverse engineering on how to do it. Uh, the reality of it is I think that I get a lot of credit. You talk about the stewardship or whatever. I get a lot of credit for the, for the work that Amy does. Uh, my wife. Um, and that's just, that's the truth. Um, a lot of what I do is either executing on something that was an idea of hers, or honestly, I just get credit for work that she's actually done. Um, and, but I would say that she is certainly in the inspiration for wanting to do it. It's, I've been very blessed in that way. Um, she's one of those people who tries, makes me to try to be a better human. And so I've been pretty lucky in that way. So good for you. 
Cool. That's what so, I would have expected to hear. So good for you. Great, great. Well, Steve, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I know you're a busy guy and God knows you've been uh, working with lots of businesses during this, uh, the pandemic and all that sort of thing. So I do appreciate it. Um, just a reminder, the, uh, the show today has been brought to you by Common Skew. I, I am a user and I am an endorser. So I would check them out at commonskew.com. You won't be sorry that you did. Steve, once again, thanks so much for taking the time and we'll have to do it again. Okay. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. Stop.